Hello, I'm Rayanne Hall, and this is The Optimistic Choice. Today's guest is Marlene Matting, and the topic is Homeless to Happiness. Welcome, Marlene. Thank you. Thank you, Rayanne. I am so honored to be your guest today. And I'm so honored to have you. And I say this almost every week, but I am excited about this topic. I really am. I'm excited to hear your story and and learn about, you know, how you you navigated that uh, trial in your life. But before we get there, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your backstory? A little bit about me and my backstory. Well, I grew up as an army brat. I loved, 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 loved my childhood. I grew up in Germany and trips that we would have would be to Paris for Girl Scout trips. Every single weekend, my dad made sure that we were in a a different community, um, visiting different churches, different castles. I loved it. I loved it so much that two days after I graduated high school, I joined the army myself. All right. Joining the army. Right. So I was a combat photographer in the army. I, um, I went to the Gulf War. Uh, wow. upon, yeah, upon returning from that, I, I was married, I had a couple of children, I climbed the corporate ladder. Um, I, and then after climbing the corporate ladder, I was offered a, a severance package. Actually, three of my employees were offered a severance package. I was not. I was offered to take on their workload. So I said, hey, why don't I? <laughs> Why don't I take the severance package? They get to keep their job. And I opened up a franchise. And All right. so we went what from franchise? Emerald City Smoothie. All right. Yeah, I've been there before. Yeah. Cool. So I've, I've made over, my stores have made over a half a million smoothies. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. We had it for 10 years. And then in 2010, is when the homelessness happened. Oh. Yes, yeah, so that's where we start with that backstory. Well, yeah, tell us a little bit about your experience. How did you go from making all those smoothies to homeless? So in 2007 was when the Great Recession started. Uh-huh. We counted 36 businesses around us that was closing or had closed. And we were in 2010, we're like, okay, it's, it's about to happen to us. Cause we went from opening one to two to three stores. We had 40 employees having the third store. We were going to bring on some more employees, but at that time, our president was saying, you're going to have to pay for their health care, all these additional. Right additional tasks or bills upon business owners. And so we were looking at what was going on and we were in Kitsap County. So we were around a military base. And at that time, our customers were coming and going, I'd love to support you, but my husband's out to sea and I'm going back home. So we went from three stores to two stores. And um, when we had needed to go from two stores to one store, I had called up my legal shield attorney. Uh-huh. We had Legal Shield, and I had no idea what Legal Shield was for, except for we were growing our businesses, and I knew that I needed someone to help me grow. I didn't sure. think about our exit strategy, about how we were going to contract. Right. So one day I was on sitting on a, a bucket of protein, and I was having a conversation <laughs> with the attorney and saying, okay, what are my options? And it was so great to be able to talk to someone to find out what my options are. I love Legal Shield. 
And so, and so that started to, okay, keep going. <laughs> yes. So that gave, um, they said, okay, we hear you, your husband's working in the other store. Let's hear him out. So we made an appointment that afternoon to have both of us sit down and talk about where we're at with the businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and we decided that we weren't able to, we weren't able to hold the businesses anymore, or we had a, a house on the water, we had a, a rental property, those were both going into foreclosure. Um, the IRS called me and said, we're going to come lock your doors. Oh. And I said, you know, let, let me make this decision to lock my own doors for the last time. Um, so we had a going away party for, for our, our employees and for our customers. At that time, Facebook had been out for probably about six months. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, you we didn't announced have it over that. <laughs> we announced it over that. We said, come on in, come on and get your hugs for the last time in, in our stores because we're going to have to make a change. Oh, um, so then we closed our doors and taking a breath taking a breath <laughs> we closed our stores we closed our stores and and how did that look um the homeless part was of course we lost our homes when you lose your businesses and you lose the income that's coming in mm -hmm. you, you then right you lose your home and you could we could have continued to fight 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 but my my parents said hey why don't you why don't you come move into our basement um i'm so grateful for having family so we were able to move back and we moved into my parents' home and we were able to, to do a restart, a reset. Mm -hmm. Every time that, that I thought, oh, you know, things are better, it felt like quicksand and we'd go deeper and deeper into the quicksand and I'd pull myself up because we'd go to interviews. I was then, I think, 37, I was like 37 years old then. I'd go to interviews and then people would say, you know what, you, you're really overqualified. You're a business owner, all this great background. You know, you're, you're too qualified for us. And I said, I'm not, I'm not, I need to feed my family. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where my qualifications are. Um, and then after going through what we did with Legal Shield, it took us 11 months to go through our bankruptcy because it was a multi-million dollar bankruptcy and a lot of stuff needed to be cleared out. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Well, I, I guess I, I sold Avon at one point oh. and, and Tupperware at one point, but I never looked at a direct sales as a company where I would be able to earn money. And because I kept being told, no, 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 my legal shield agent said, you know, why don't you look at this as an opportunity? I'm looking for agents and you have a great story. So I said, why not? What, what do I have to lose now? Sure. Every, every time I thought that I was at a loss, I'd pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, I need some advice and counsel. How do I navigate this? Because I've never navigated this before. I'm a Legal Shield member, so I'm right there with you. And I'm right. so glad that you had that. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of walked you through this multi-million dollar, I mean, how overwhelming you felt like you were in quicksand because it just kept getting deeper and deeper and you're trying to get this all wrapped up. You get all the bankruptcy wrapped up and then what happens? You're living at your mom's. Mm -hmm. We're living at my parents. And then, so I'd never done direct sales like that. And, and Legal Shield, I love it. And it is definitely like, um, it's an insurance product. So I would go do presentations in front of large groups for uh -huh. employee benefits, never doing this before, but knowing that if I sh showed up, 
with my passion, with my purpose and a solution that somebody in that room would need. I'd never thought about the word optimistic choice. Oh yeah. That I was optimistic about everything. For me, it was about hope. You know, I think they're twins. Yes. Because I think when you start, you, 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 I feel like when you get a little bit of gratitude going, hope starts creeping in and you start to become more optimistic. It's a grat. I feel like they're twins because mm-hmm. when hope comes in, you're more optimistic about things. What, what uh, glimmer of hope did you have that started that optimism coming in and choosing to look at it in an optimistic way? Um, my children, my family. The option of not. I didn't have that option. Grandma, mom, was I, I did not have that option to not do it. There was a moment that um, my support system is amazing. I love my parents. I love my children and my grandchildren. And my biggest supporter is my husband. That's so beautiful. And that is exactly the way it should be, you know, to have a tight family support system there mm-hmm. and to say, you know, you're not living on the streets anymore. You're going to come and live in my basement and we're going to help you get going again and, mm-hmm. and have your, get your second win, so to speak. Yeah. So, and it's okay. I mean, there's, there were times where I knew that I was losing my mind, losing my mind. And my husband would wrap his arms around me and just hold me and let me kick and scream and shout it all out. I would turn on the radio, sit in the car and just let it all go. You feel like that's the kind of stuff that helped you through the trauma of it? Just experiencing the emotions? Was there anything else that kind of helped you with the initial you know, shock and trauma of it all? I learned how to tap. Oh, the EFT. EFT. Freedom tapping. Yes. 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 So at the time, of course, you know, going anywhere cost money. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for healing and searching for healing online. Uh And I came across EFT. So as I was learning to do, learning to do interviews again, I was always the interviewer, not the Uh interviewee. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. to sit on that side of the table. It's like, this is very opposite on this side of the table when I was always the one, even in my corporate job, I was the person that was interviewing, bringing staff on. Right. I was always the trainer. I was always the person that was giving than the person that was asking to receive. I mean, that's a great employee right there. I, I can't imagine someone saying that you're overqualified when you've got all these lessons learned and abilities to do this. Of course, I did the same thing in, in uh, banking. Oh, 25 years ago, I was trying to get, I had moved locations and I was a teller. Then I was a vault teller. Then I was an assi- account manager. Then I was assistant manager. And then when I moved, I was assistant manager. So when I moved, I got the same thing. So I kind of, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. They were telling me you're overqualified. You, we can't bring you on as a teller because now you've been an assistant manager. So, you know, you're too qualified. So how did you kind of combat that when they were saying that to you? Well, I combated it by saying, okay, hmm. Let, let me see. Let me see what this is all about. Let me go back to the basics and, and the drawing board. What do I want? What do I want, need, and desire in life? And let, let us write it down. So being former military, you, you plan to review. You, you look at what happened, what needs to shift, what, how can you do it better? 
right? I love it. So, and you found a new business opportunity with the Legal Shield, but I, I think I interrupted you. What else did. were you going to say? So we found the new business opportunity with Legal Shield. However, that kind of networking, I really didn't know how to do it. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a guide. I We were... <laughs> Scratch. It's just like a scratch business. So you exactly. have to get the floor running and getting people signed up under you. And that's, exactly. a, that's a long haul to start making some good money there because it's exactly. a definite time investment there. Exactly. Right. And so you know that when you when you trade your time for money, you know exactly what you're going to get. So I sat down and said, OK, I need a job and this is what my job needs to look like uh-huh. and wrote down everything that we needed. And at that time, it was about Christmas time, and they were building up in Gig Harbor, and there were new businesses going in. So I went into Marshalls. Oh, right. Was the first person in line. I love Marshalls. I love Marshalls. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I was not able to buy any of the pretties that were out there, but I got to touch everything. I got to set everything out. It looked nice. wonderful. And then I had an opportunity to be promoted through the system. Great. So you yes. grew within Marshall's Corporation. I did until I wanted to be a manager. And then they said, nope, you can't be a manager yet. And they hired somebody outside who was a manager at another company. Okay. And the quality of this person did not match my quality. Right. And I said, <laughs> That's difficult. Oh, it is. It is. After working with and helping out and mentoring the staff and then having someone come in saying, no, this is going to be your boss. When all the staff said, we want you to be the boss. So I said, that's fine. That's all right. I laid it out again. These are my wants, needs, and desires of what I need my employer to look like. That evening, I had someone from Coldwater Creek, which was right around the corner, come to me and say, hey, Marlene, I'm hiring a manager. And this manager is going to be full-time. It's going to get benefits, going to get all these different things that I said I needed. I needed it for them to appreciate me. That's awesome. When can you interview? So I went to interview that next morning. I got the job. Very cool. So cool. My second week there, Coldwater Creek filed for bankruptcy. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that the universe sets things in place for a reason. I declared that I needed to have an employer that appreciated me. I needed all these things. All those things happened. I actually lost 20 pounds working in a smaller store, working in a space that I was truly happy, working with these ladies, even for the the amount of time that I did. It took us about six months to close the store. Uh Uh-huh. What I was able to give in return for this amazing, safe, fun, beautiful space to work in was I helped these ladies walk through the bankruptcy. Because you had been through it. I'd been through it. You were supposed to be there to help them. Mm -hmm. You are a servant leader, Marlene. You are a servant leader. That that is so neat that you could use. Anyway, keep going about that. Yes. Your experiences helped you help them go through it. Yes, yes. We had customers come in that were just beside themselves that they were closing because they'd always worn Coldwater Creek. These ladies had worked there since day one of opening the store. They were beside themselves. So I was able to help navigate the energy, the emotions on both sides yes. of the, the, the counter in that. It, it was It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And then it gave me that time of feeling normal. I got a job. 
I have a purpose. I'm going in. But then there was that date, that date that the store was going to close, right? Leaving me that buffer. So between August 30th, I believe, and December 15th. Now what? Now I need to say I'm unemployed again. Uh What, what do I need for my needs, wants, and desires for my family? I needed, I still needed a home. I was still living Uh in my parents' basement. And so I wrote that out. I wrote it out what I needed to come to fruition. Okay. Right. That's awesome. Right. And I, I, I wanted a home that was an office space that I, I don't believe in, in um, commuting. So it was, I wanted to live where I work or work where I lived. So I applied at hotels. I applied at anywhere and everywhere in Western Washington because it didn't matter where. I just wanted yeah. to be, you know, be able to work and live in the same in place. Uh huh. I got a job as a property manager. Awesome. Which, what company? It was, oh, what was the company called? I've been with several different property management companies since. Okay. Um, oh my goodness. They were out of, they were out of um, Portland, but uh-huh. I was in, in Bremerton. So I got to, I moved from Gig Harbor to Bremerton. Okay. My office was right on the other side of my apartment door. Oh, very nice. It was an amazing blessing. My, the, my boss, I had actually helped her. She was working in Seattle the year prior and she wanted help to get her mindset to be able to work in Kitsap because she did not want to travel from Kitsap to Seattle every single day, Uh which she had been doing. So she had mentioned, my company is hiring. Here's their information. I'm so glad that I was able to get that job. Yeah. What a blessing. Yes. Through all the different little um, transitions that you've made along the way with your career. I mean, going from a really high to a really low to climbing back up and then opening the door to servant leadership, sharing your knowledge and expertise with all the experiences you had, which I feel like that's what this whole optimistic choice podcast is about. People sharing, you know, the hardships they faced, how they faced them, you know, because there's learning lessons for all of us. If we're, if we hear people's stories, sometimes we can learn from their experiences too, you know, exactly. Which is cool. But I feel like that's what you did in your, your servant leadership along the way. Do you, how, how do you feel like optimism played a role in you moving forward? Optimism played a role. It plays a role in everything that I do every single day. When I get in the car and I'm going to travel somewhere, I visualize my optimism is that I'm going to have a, a smooth ride all the way there. Right. So I visualize manifesting. I'm manifesting. That is a form of optimism. I mean, that is a choice to manifest and it's optimistic because you're seeking the best outcome, right? <laughs> exactly. The best outcome the other night, it was snowing Friday night. My husband said, You need to leave by eight o'clock. I didn't leave my where I was leaving till nine o'clock. And there was a nice layer of ice on the road. Oh boy. Right. So Very I visualized. I said, no, I do not want to hit any stoplights. I do not want anybody to be driving around me. Everybody be at home. I, there was maybe two or three cars on the road at the same time. I hit two stoplights in 12 miles. That is not possible in Seattle. Isn't that crazy? You are a powerful being. You I am. I am. So I totally <laughs> knew. Optimism plays a choice in everything. Everything yeah, that I do. It does. 
every decision that I make, I know that if I do what I do with the best income, with the best, with the most open heart, with my truth, my authentic self, the best outcome will come. Oh. And if it's not the best outcome, it's because there's a lesson learned because there's something that I wasn't clear on. Right. Right. That's so true. That's mm-hmm. a big one. That's yeah. a big nugget right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mentioned the word gratitude earlier. Do you feel any gratitude? Like when you face these things, it, it changes us if we let it for the good. Do you feel any gratitude uh, for that? And how did it kind of change you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Gratitude has, how has that changed me? I don't think it's changed me. I think it's opened up my heart more. Oh, I like that. That's a good answer. Yes. Yes. The word change. I think I've removed that out a long time ago. Okay. Before it was like, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. No, I I want to, I want to be the flame. I want to be the light. Oh, I love that, that I want to see in the world. Um, there's, oh, is there's, there a song? I will always be the flame. <laughs> Sorry. It definitely <laughs> reminds me of a song. But I love that you just said that, that you wanted to be the flame. There's a song. Next time we do karaoke, Marlene, we're going to sing that song. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, you made a choice that you know, sometimes change can have that different connotation to it. I get what you're where you're going. So you made a choice to to be the flame. I made a choice to be the flame. Even the other night, Friday night, to go to karaoke, to yeah. meet you for the first time. That was a choice. You know, was- my choice was to, to to remain here on the boat, to remain safe in my bubble. But uh-huh. years ago, I popped that bubble. Uh-huh. I decided it, it, if if I can if I can be present, and and, and why why say no? Why say no? Right. I was invited. Melissa invited me. I was going to get to meet you, meet other people that I hadn't um, to make that choice. And for you to say, hey, what's your karaoke list? I'm like, I started. <laughs> I'm like, I need to start a karaoke list. And Melissa, <laughs> Melissa gave me a beautiful journal for my oh, birthday. Oh, look at that. She's so great. She's so Melissa great. Melissa Levine. Give yes. a big shout out for her. I'm going to get her on this uh, podcast soon but anyway she gave you that book she gave me that book <laughs> I, <digress. laughs> I i i wrote down i'm i have a, a spot in here for my karaoke songs oh yes because we're gonna have another party that was so yeah. much fun that was so much fun so <laughs> gratitude is is huge yeah gratitude, it and, and it for the smallest thing uh i believe that if we are intentional with our life, if we set our our vision bigger than big and that our goal is to help others achieve what they want to achieve in their life, I, I think I don't think it was Dale Carnegie. Who was it that said, if you help others, uh, enough people achieve what they want to need in their life, you in turn will achieve what you need in your life. Yeah, I'm almost thinking it's Stephen R. Covey, but he said something similar to that. Could be. But I don't know that quote, but yes, I totally agree with you. And with all the success that you have had, how has optimism played a role in it? Because you have had a lot of success as much as you had your down moments. You've had a lot of successes. Exactly. Exactly. And those, the optimism is, is, you know, inviting, knowing that it's going to happen, knowing that success is going to happen. 
and being present and inviting others in to the playground. It's not uh, about us playing by ourselves and going, look at me, look at me, look at the, sex, the success that I have. No, it's look at us and look what we can do together to bring each other up. My optimistic choice is throwing that wishing rock into the lake and seeing that ripple and seeing oh. what that ripple does and how it affects. And you know, one thing I realized a long, uh, quite a while ago is that we never get to see the full ripple effect, but it's there because like I would, I had somebody come up to me who was a friend of a friend and um, they said, you taught this person how to do such and such. And um, they shared it with my best friend who shared it with me. And I was going, oh my gosh, this is a ripple effect. <laughs> when you mentioned that, it just reminded me of that person. I had no idea who he was. I never had met him. But there was something that I had done um, that was when I was mentoring someone else that had a ripple effect that went over to this guy. I didn't even know. So Marlene, your ripple effect, you'll see some of it, but you, you, it's just amazing how far it will go. And like you said, I love it when you include everyone in it because it's such a, um, a collaborative effort, you know, and we get more out of life when we bring more people in mm -hmm. and there's synergy and that, and just the energy increases when you have more, minds and spirits and passions in the room. I love it. It's very exciting. I'm totally yes. like that too. I love being around um, all these people who compliment my strengths. You know, maybe their strength is completely different than mine. And, and then the synergy starts because together we're better. You know, uh, I just love that. Have you ever heard of that um, human chain? I don't know why it just came to my mind, but um, there, I shared this at one of my galas at the um, for now networking, the one where we help young women. Anyway, it's this picture of this. There's somebody in this drowning in the ocean, and it's a. And the picture shows all these strangers locking arms like this, and um, and in so that they don't get pulled into the tidal wave, and they're saving a person. You know, but they're locked arms. And could you imagine being one of the people in there with locked arms? But yet we are in our own way in life when we're reaching out to others and we're helping nonprofits and charities and stuff like that. That's that synergy. That's super, it's super exciting what you can do as a group of people. And they were able to save that boy, the picture that I had showed. And so anyway, I, I know I kind of went off a tangent there, but that's again, that ripple effect, but the power of what we can do when it's more than just one person, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see that visual in your head, but it's a pretty strong one. I absolutely, absolutely can see the visual. Now, yeah. one of, one, another thing that when you, the human chain, as you say, that is um, one of the things that we did as a kid was play with electrical fences. Oh boy. Have you ever done that? <laughs> I think actually I might have been dared to do something like yeah. throw a quarter at it or something. <laughs> <laughs> but being part of it, we we are electricity, right? And you yeah. can, you can hold on to multiple multiple people, and there can be a ground at the other end, and the person can touch the electrical fence, and the the energy will go through everybody and go into the ground. Wow! The power That's of being a conduit. Yeah. Right? 
yeah so it's so cool to meet someone who gets that and um you know to the level where you you don't even want to talk about your own success you want to talk about the success you had with your team with the other people that you worked with in all these different places and i feel the same way with now networking that um that is not mine i started it but all these women come in and create it make it better than i could ever do on my own but i i'm not trying to downplay my role i'm very happy and proud of that but i'm also proud that i know that i could never do what now network's doing on my own you know, these women just give it passion and energy and leadership. And it's really co-led. That's what I always call it, our group. It's co-led with all the leaders in the group. It's just a bunch of leaders in there. So anyway, um, it's top of my mind because we're getting ready for our online benefit. And so, I've been, you know, when you're talking about your passion, it makes me think about my passion with, with Now Networking. But this is an interview for you. So back to Marlene. <laughs> any, other, any other places where optimism has shown up in your life? Other places, absolutely everywhere. So the other day I was having a conversation, a friend had said, hey, I have this office space. I have this office space and I'm, I'm needing to have, uh, I'm, I need to, to co-share it um, just to help with the fees, right? right? And so I'm like, oh, you know, I, I know people that live up North. Let me think about this and I'll send out a message or I'll, I'll do a live broadcast to, to share it right? Because we got to gotta help each other. Okay. I was doing the dishes and I was thinking, you know what? What if, what if I asked her the question about how it would look for me to share the space with her? Oh, you know, you're, you're talking about co-led. What if we collab together? Yeah. If we collaborate together. What would that look like? And what would my, me coming into the space, what, what would I be able to bring? Mm-hmm. So I had the conversation with her because I know that any any conversation, any question not asked, the answer is no. Exactly. <laughs> Every shot not taken is missed, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing that she could say is, uh, no, Marlene, I need to exchange the space for whatever dollars. But her, her answer was, I want to visit that conversation with you. Let's have that conversation. What can that look like? So we had that conversation last week on Monday. She called it my office. We signed a, a promise, a little, a little contract between the two of us for me to have a space. So now three days out of the week, I get to intentionally, except for today. Because of, <laughs> of the snow, I picked Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So for me to be optimistic, to reach out to another business owner who just told me that she needs to exchange money for her space for me to say, what do you think about me? What do you think <laughs> about me and your space? Yeah. Friday night, we had an amazing gathering. I was able to get to help her negotiate all the different things that she needed to do within the party, right? Because uh -huh. we have a party It's and we had 10 to 12 people present, getting the food, getting the space organized, getting her be able to be centered and not be oh, right overly excited and, and to have that tap out buddy. Yeah. So now she has a tap out buddy. And then another person came into the, the space that said, you know, I want to be able to help as well. What can I do within this space? How can I collaborate? So the optimism of me believing that I can ask this question 
because yeah. I could foresee a positive impact and and what the end result would be. It sounds like optimism opens opportunities for you. It, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love it. And well, just this knowing, been... the key, knowing that you are the key. Yes. Yeah, I received a gift, a beautiful gift that last Friday night, and one of them was it was is a wand. And I know I'm showing oh, you and it can't that. be seen, but on this wand, this is a, a magician's wand. Um, <laughs> I never knew that I would have one, but there's a key on it. And I have been saying that I, I'm the master. I can help you be the master key maker for your destiny. Because we that. all have, we all have the doors that we need to open. Mm-hmm. Yes. And many of us are afraid to step forward and open the door because of the unknown. I had this conversation with a client the other day. And I'm like, what do you like feel the fear and do it anyway, right? Because you're right when you get ready to open the door, you're there's a lot of fear. You don't know what's on the other side. Some people stop before they're inches away from their dream coming true. But you see, you got to feel the fear and do it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but, but what were you what was your conversation with your friend? Yeah. Well, with my client, he, he kept saying, and, and I have several clients that I've had a conversation with this past week and it's the fear of the unknown. Cause I'm like, why, why we've, we've set down these goals. We've, we've done, we've had these conversations. Why? Right. And the fear of the unknown. I'm like, let take my hand, take my hand. One was because they, they didn't, they were too afraid to show up on zoom at a networking meeting. Okay. Right. And I said, okay, that right now, that's right. Yeah. So I said, uh, send me the invite. I'll show up with you. I will coach you through how you're going to show up on zoom. Let's have these conversations. You tell me who you are that's before you go live on zoom. Let's have these conversations together. That's so great. Cause right now that's pretty essential. So it's great that you could walk him through that. And speaking <laughs> of that, so you're a life coach, right? He's one of your clients for business coaching or is yes, it like for business coaching? Yes. Business well, I guess coaching. it would be all together, right? Okay. How do people <laughs> get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold of Marlene for some of this good coaching? Awesome. So of course, an email. My email is today I expand at gmail.com. Okay. A text is great. My phone number is 206-251 six three seven zero i am still currently on facebook okay and facebook is marlene maddie and i'm Great i'm bit. yeah i'm so open to conversations i um on my calendar i have a an explore session so uh -huh. i'd like to open up that conversation to to see to explore what it would look like you know i'd love i love listening to people's stories and hearing where they're where they're stuck yeah isn't that the where they, you gotta start where you are yes. and sometimes that's be that's sometimes that's being stuck or sometimes it's going good in a couple areas but stuck in one you know <laughs> but i i love it that's great okay so this has been amazing and i'm gonna make sure people know how to contact you when i post this on, on my facebook group page but before we close, I always like to do these final thoughts. And you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Happiness is? Happiness is love. 
Resilience means always, always showing up. Mm -hmm. And what's the first thing you notice about people? The light in their eyes. Ah. And the second thing is, is what they smell like. Interesting. <laughs> All right. When I get to, when I get to hug them, I always, it's a Thai <laughs> thing for a Thai kiss is called a hom and a hom is you inhale the person. So when I, when I hugged you for the first time, yeah. Oh, your hair smells wonderful. <laughs> is that right? Well, there we go. I'm glad my hair smells wonderful that day. <laughs> what are the three habits that improve life? The three habits that improve life are one to, to set your habits, be intentional. Uh, be intentional. Right. Know your non negotiables. Good. Right. No one said that yet. <laughs> I've done several interviews. No one said that. I like that. <laughs> and love, love unconditionally. Uh, oh, so important. So important. And sometimes hard to do, but so mm -hmm. important to, to really craft that and to really hone in on that and how to do that, develop that characteristic, if you will. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you could have lunch with anyone dead or alive in, I always say besides family, but just to make it kind of, because I mean, we'd all choose family, right? <laughs> but um, who would that be? That would be Jim Rohn. Oh, yes. yes. He's a great motivational speaker. Why did, why, why did you pick him? My hope when I first stepped into to direct sales was to meet Jim Rohn because I was listening to his information. He was talking about, you know, setting the sales and the sales or the wind blows on us all. And at that time, we were saving money going, we're going to buy a boat. And this, his, his, he resonated with us so, so deeply. And to be able to sit with him and have a conversation about the simple things in life and how he he created and developed relationships. Yeah. Just off of asking the questions and, and wanting to know people's stories. Yes. Well, this is the first time I get to say this. I met him. 1996, maybe 97 in Las Vegas, Nevada in a conference. And I, I just said a couple words with him, but he was genuine. He was definitely genuine and motivating, even just in those few words. Can you believe that? That's the first time that's happened for me. Does, oh, I'm, I'm so excited because John is, John is going to be very excited. Um, my husband. <laughs> I don't have much more to say than that. I loved his talk and I got to right. do a meet and greet with him. And But yeah, it's so fun that I... You know, he is, he's great. Great. It was the best speaker that day. He really was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, oh, that's fun. That, that would be a neat conversation. Cause like I said, I didn't get to have a conversation with him, just a couple words, but. But you got to so, be in his presence. I did. I, I absolutely did. I got to be in the presence of a couple people, Ted Kennedy. Um, oh, Larry, Larry King, rest his soul. He just passed yes. away. Yes. But he's um, awesome. He's just, awesome. Right. A few of them. There were there were more big names. Um, Tony Robbins. I I wish I could have met him, but he wasn't there at that one. He was at another one that I've been to. But um, anyway, when you die, how do you want to be remembered? <laughs> I want my legacy to be so wide 
and broad that when someone remembers me, they smile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that you have the best smile. And, you know, you bring smiles to people's faces. I feel like that's what you will, you're already thought of that way. Thank you. <laughs> and at the end of the day, life is? Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Right? You got to right. open up that chocolate. You got to take a bite. You, you got to share that bite. <laughs> Oh, and this this interview's been like a box of chocolates. We've opened up lots of awesome ones. <laughs> and thank you so much, Marlene, for your time. You are so welcome. I am honored. Thank you, Ryan. The honor's mine. And everyone out there, go out there and keep making the optimistic choice.